A very good day to you, Mzansi. Welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. He's my cousin. He's my producer and our technical producer for today is Garnet Nguinika. Our contact details are 0892-102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at SAFM Radio or at Shadow Twala. Now, India Baird is the founder of Rock Girl Empowerment Organization for Teenage Girls, and she shares her views uh, on how we can create a community that doesn't tolerate violence against women and girls of any kind. And then Triple S Mkhungu, as he's known, is the author from Maleness to Manhood and Marriage, and uh, he's also written another one, From Femaleness to woman- Womanhood, and I ask him if uh, women's empowerment has influenced the status quo or the behavior of the conventional man, if at all. But first. Chew on these wise words. The Lunch Bite on SAFM. The quote by Muhammad Ali says, Hating people because of their color is wrong. And it doesn't matter which color is hating. It's just plain wrong. I found another anonymous quote that says, it's time to be racist to racism and end racism at once. The struggle for equal human rights wasn't an easy one. People were killed and most of them were shot in the back as they were running away, protesting against the past laws. Let's never forget those who refused to give up the fight. SAFM, remembering the value of our human rights. There's no room for racism here. Absolutely, get out. Just stop it, man. We are one. Unite against racism. SAFM says no to racism. Some things come naturally to SAFM, SAFM. like being SA's news and information leader. leader. SAFM, 104 to 107. When I saw the article today in the Cape Times uh, written by India Bird, I thought it was important to have a discussion with her. And she's the founder of Rock Girl, and she joins me now on the phone. Hello, India. Hi, how are you? Thank you for availing yourself at such short notice. Ah, uh, that's, that's quite all right. But I thought it was important to have a conversation with you because you seem to have thought it through. Every time we hear of a woman or child being raped, we get very angry. Mm. And that anger yes. dissipates over a period of time until it happens again. Um, what, or, what sh- how should we direct our anger in the first place? Uh, I, I think that's a great question, and I'm, I'm equally guilty because you, your life goes on, and you, and you, it's very, very hard to the the, the violence, the um, what's happening to our girls, to our women, and to boys, and to men. It, it's it's devastating. It's hard to think about. I mean, I, I was I, yesterday. I was with um, the young women that we've been working with for over five years, our high school girls. And one of them arrived visibly distraught. We were planning to talk about our strategies, about what we're going, you know, we want to do to help girls. And her close friend had been raped this week, hmm. or last week, oh, by an uncle. And she arrived, her friend had just told her before she, you know, came to our meeting. And we spent a lot of time with her, you know, helping her sort of talking about this. And then 
after the meeting, we had a young woman. It was her first time she had come to our session, and she told us that she was raped when she was eight years old. She's 16 now. Mm-hmm. She's never told anyone, mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. ever shared this with her mother even. And after our session yesterday, we were talking about all the girls we've met. As you remember, we went on road trips to the eastern and northern Cape last year. We mm-hmm. met girls across the country, every town, every time we met with girls, there were girls who told the story. And so the the anger, you know, the anger, you know, comes when we have instances last week, which were, were horrific, um, what happened. Um, and these young women not only were raped and sodomized, they lost their lives. And it's horrific. But we, we need to, I think as a society, we need to direct this anger to um, creating a a culture that never tolerates this. And it starts in um, in small ways by speaking up when anyone is ever sort of disrespectful, abusive, physically, verbally to another person, um, and it moves from there. But it's it's got to start. We've got to, every time we hear about this, we've got to intervene. We've got to demand every time, you know, that the police investigate. India, we have these conversations almost every year, especially during uh, the 16 days of activism, and we go back into our spaces and we hear these conversations from young women. We, but we, we, every time there's a new case to be dealt with, what is the problem? Why, do they, why don't they speak in the first instance when the, 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 the rape has just happened, when it's fresh in their minds? What, what have you heard from them that tells you that we have an issue of, of communication or maybe even uh, of trust? You know, who do you talk to? I think the, um, when, it, when it involves very young girls, and the girl yesterday told us she didn't realize until in her life orientation class they explained what sex was, that she had been raped. She knew something bad had happened to her. She did not know no. and understand until she actually sat in class when she was 13 and heard her teacher talk about this, what happened. I think we need education. Um, people don't want to talk about this with some um, young girls, young boys, but we we must use our spaces within the schools and within the homes to talk about um, respecting our bodies. You know, sex is not the problem. It's a, it's a good, sex can be a good thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the rape, the abuse. Um, the young girl yesterday, the other girl was raped with a pole. That's not sex. It's a very different thing. We have a culture of violence. I think the reason they don't speak out is first they don't understand often what's happened to them. It's all, as as I wrote in the article, it's um, over half the time it's acquaintances who they trust or feel like they should trust who have either a, a family relationship or a financial relationship with the family um, and they feel afraid to speak out about that. These are people that, that they respect until this happens often. Um, they don't speak out because they're ashamed. I mean, girl after girl and woman after woman and, and friends of mine have said, we were embarrassed. We don't want to know people that people know this happened to us. We've got to end that. It is not the the victim's fault in any instance. And I think this this culture has to change. We have to be open up the conversations, even amongst my colleagues. And five years ago, when we were working on a national um, strategy around um, gender-based violence, many of them said, "Well, but women don't want to talk about this. It would be exposing them and traumatizing further." And what we found with the young girls we've worked with is they're desperate to have a space, a safe space, to tell what's happened and to find like-minded souls who can support them, who, who don't think differently of them, don't think poorly of them, but are there to now support them and help them move on, heal the trauma. And, and we, can't, we can't heal the trauma until we start speaking. 
Yeah. We, we, we talk and protect mainly, and I say mainly, mostly young girls, but the perpetrators are young boys mostly or, or men. How are we communicating the nonviolence message to them? Because um, we're we, we protecting these girls, and I, I don't want to imagine that the future will be no girl or young woman or even any woman can walk the streets alone. Mm. They would always need protection, accompaniment by the men who will yeah. protect them. But will these men protect them totally and 100% all the time? Will they be available to do that? What happens to our freedom as women? Uh, yes, I think, and I think um, what you said, it, it's, it's a conversation that have to happen in both places. And um, in the Congo, where they've had, where they've been raped as a result of um, some women have been raped multiple, multiple times, a lot of the men don't want, and boys um, don't want the women to come back home, even though they know that their wives, their sisters, um, their grandmothers even were raped, their daughters were raped um, and witnessed it. They, they blamed the women, and so they've been working very closely with the men and boys to help them with their own trauma. I mean, I worked with a man here who was was afraid after his wife was raped to let her ever leave the house. He was afraid. He had his own trauma because of what happened to her. Mm -hmm. And we have to have these conversations um, and educate them. them. Men as a group are not the enemies. I mean, this is the the most important thing. Mm -hmm. We we are a society. We have to live together. um, And it's it's men, women. It's the LBGTI community, which has suffered... uh, dramatically from these types of rape, corrective rape. Mm-hmm. We have to work across, you know, the gender lines on this. It's not just a woman's problem. And I, it's, what's interesting is the girls we work with have said it's the girls who protect the most. Mm-hmm. It's not a group of boys. It's these girls having a community, um, a strong community, that they have a WhatsApp group, for example, that they use, is it safe to walk here? I'm walking, going to get milk. Will you come with me? Mm-hmm. Often that's not enough, but it's just knowing, often it is, knowing that there, there's those walking out looking out for you. Um, we would love to see um, the tech community get involved and find um, and find um, ways that we could track one another. There are phones, and that we know in these recent cases that a phone helps track um, down the, um, those who are accused now of the crime very quickly. But many people, the inequality is um, many people who are raped don't have smartphones. They don't have this technology. There is still a huge vast inequality in the investigation of rape cases. And there is inequality and where rape happens um, and who it's happening to. And we have to um, not just respond when it happens and in certain communities, but we need to respond when it happens in every community. And, you know, we always point fingers. You're right that we're not saying men are, are because men get raped as well. So they're not the, the, the perpetrators here. Um, I'm just wondering, though, that we've got so many of these young girls' homes and children's homes, um, like yourself, who, who, who's the founder of Rock Girl. Um, I would like to see maybe some of these organizations looking after boys and girls together under mm-hmm. one roof, so bringing them together as a community so they can share the pain together and, and, and assist each other or, you know, help each other fight the, 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 the scourge of rape. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're right. Um, although I, I must say that at first we have to create these safe spaces um, for the both sides, mm. for boys and girls to talk. We're working with a young man um, now. He's working with boys um, and doing, you know, and talking to them. They have to sort of first talk about how they feel when they see a mother raped or, a, or beaten and the anger they feel and how they what they do with that. And then we come together. And so I think it's the first step is... is Separately than together, and I think it's both. I mean, it, it, it has to be both spaces. We, you know, it's not pointing fingers at one group or the other, but it's it's sep- it's it's um, 
it's across both. Um, and I, I know with, with young girls, um, the one thing we have to do is to teach them to be assertive. It starts very young when they, you know, when, when someone does something to them and they don't like it, but they don't speak up. And this is common in the, in, um, we found and with many of the girls we work with and the culturally and for what, for lots of reasons as girls, this is what you're taught. Mm-hmm. But we're telling them that no, if you don't like what someone does to you, you tell them, you move away. It's very hard to do that, but it's first, it's teaching them to be assertive. Girls are assertive, you know, um, that's been found to be less likely to, to experience a lot of this. It's teaching them not to, you know, to not accept that. Um, it's confusing to boys though. If they, they do something that a girl doesn't like, but the girl doesn't respond, and we're doing this actually with our, our grades five, six, seven, um, young people we work with to say to the boys and girls, the, bo- the boys are confused. Uh, why I did that, the girl didn't say it was wrong. Why is it wrong to do that? Mm-hmm. Start having open conversations to say, no, I don't like that. This is why. And to, to not accept um, any kind of behavior, to respect our bodies. And, and I think I say that in the article, that it's conversations at an early age about our bodies and how to respect our own bodies and others. Um, and then it moves forward to the more difficult conversations. It it, yeah. it starts though because I think the 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 violence and rape are the end results of something that is building up over a period of time. So the language that is used when girls are dressed, what you know the 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 kind of conversation and the putting down of the girl all the time, even something as innocent as. Uh, what do you call it? Whistling at at, at girls, you know, mm. as, as they walk by, it, it 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 perpetrates. I think the 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 idea of that space, you know, being my space, my body, because you you can hardly do anything about it. It's called wolf wolf whistling, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, you, yes. you can't do anything about it, and and it, sometimes your friends say, "Oh, you know, that's a compliment. You you should you should take it," you know. Um, positively, let's let's talk about that when we come back, India. Please stay okay. on the line for me sure. while we take a break. I am South Africa. Look at me now. Look how far I've come, past, present, or future. The dream has never changed. Let us learn from the past to believe in the future. Let us once again stand as one, a united South Africa, a South Africa we all dreamt of. A South Africa we all deserve. So let us take a moment of silence and pay homage to those who fought for our rights. For those who sacrificed so much, we continue to stand against racism. SABC, honoring our past to better our future. Do not let higher education fees prevent you from making your dreams come true. The New Age is giving away bursaries worth 400,000 Rand. Get your copy of The New Age for only 3 Rand 50 and stand a chance to win. For more information, visit www.thenewage.co.za. The New Age, one country, one paper. This is a notice to all employers who are registered with the Compensation Fund. The 2015 Return of Earnings Submission Deadline has been extended to 31 May 2016. The Return of Earnings website for submissions will be opened on the 1st of April 2016. For more information, go to your nearest Labour Centre or Provincial Office or call 0860-105-350. The Compensation Fund, working for you. Great stories told by great personalities. 
SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My guest is India Baird. She wrote an article in the Cape Times today about culture of nonviolence, the cure, and she is the founder of Rock Girl. So we're talking about language being used, but I just want to add, India, that maybe culturally the word sex is also a difficult word to use because it people shut down or open up and get excited but you know lots of things it conjures up so many other images in your head depending on your first experience about sex and being told not to even think about it so can we can we replace that word when we talk about your right you know r- replace it with rights it's your right not to be touched or not to be Absolutely. spoken to you know, in that particular way. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things that also that we, we call for is, and um, all the research has shown, if you um, provide reproductive health care, especially to young girls, but to boys and girls, but reproductive health care to a young girl, um, right as she hits puberty, um, if she has a positive experience um, learning, you know, learning her body, first a first experience with a doctor, which the vast majority of young women in our country never have that opportunity. Um, and it's because there is, if, for for the inequality that exists in the country, but if they have, if we could do that, if we could provide it in grade six or grade seven at our schools, a quick, very positive checkup, um, it, all, it will catch some of the abuses because some of these girls have experienced violence they don't even know about. We mm-hmm. know that from our experiences, mm-hmm. but it also will give them some information about their body. It's 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 you know your body, you know how you use it. As you said, it's it's um. It's, it's not just about having sex. I mean, the, the young women we talk about also say that when they finally do go to a clinic um, to ask, you know, to, to see someone when they're 14, 15, they're told, often told at a clinic that, oh, are you here because you're having sex? And they mm-hmm. said, no, they're here because they're just, they've never had a checkup. They've never had anyone, so now their body's changed and they never have any, anyone sort of, you know, sort of see that they're healthy, make sure everything is okay. So I think we need to have to change, you know, we have to do something about that and, and change that. <laughs> I, I hear what happens to young girls at the clinic all the time. Most mm. of the time they are abused, you know, because they're yes. too young culturally to be engaging in any form of sexual, um, um, uh, f- any form of sex, in fact. And because the nurse or the doctor that sees you is an elder, um, you know, they, they're trying to protect you and say, you know, but the, again, communication becomes a, a, a blockage because mm. instead of advice, they get reprimanded. Yes, yes, we met we met the most amazing um, nurse running a rural clinic up in the Northern Cape on our road trip the last time, and she um, there were young girls there, and we spoke to those young girls, and they said, no, she's honest with them. She understands, you know, that they need to protect themselves from HIV and sexually transmitted diseases, even if they aren't, you know, sort of, you know, sort of engaged in a relationship, they're they're afraid of being raped, um, and so she she is totally supportive of them, and the girls hope. There would be more, you know, nurses like this around the country, those in the healthcare profession who, who understand the challenges that um, young girls and boys face and see them that way. Absolutely. In India, I hear an accent <laughs> in your voice and wonder if, if what we are experiencing is, is common in other countries in the world. I know rape is, is, is there throughout the world. But mm-hmm. the way we engage with 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 the, the, the challenge of rape and right. violence against women and children, is there anyone we can learn from that's that's seeing a decline? Is there are there ideas that come out of uh, different countries around the world that you know we, we can learn from? Um, yes, there are. I mean, I, yes, there are. But and what we're experiencing, though, I mean, I've been, I've, I 
you do have an accent, but I've been um, working on women and children's rights. I've been here since 1991. I know. <laughs> when we first drafted the Constitution, we were so hopeful about the future for, for young people. And I sat last night saying, that, you know, why as, as a society, not only here, and it's not only South Africa, it's in many countries around the world, including, you know, my United States where I'm from, is there's not a respect for our, 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 the youngest in our population at all. Um, so we, it's not just limited to South Africa, but, um, and I, we've never seen a higher incidence, or maybe it's not high reported of rape as a, as a tool of war. ISIS is now using it in Syria. It's being, and women, you know, are used as sex slaves. So we, we, maybe we're just hearing more about it, but it's definitely highly prevalent in many places. But what I think that we're seeing is, is what, again, what works is the, in um, the Congo, where women have had truly traumatic experiences, they've had a success, but they have a residential program for victims, survivors of rape, where they first get um, the trauma counseling, the support they need. And, you know, most women, you know, here and many places don't get that. Then they get training around leadership, something that we're doing with our young girls, giving them skills um, to be assertive, to speak out, to understand what's, you know, how, how to say no, what's right and what's wrong. And, um, and then move into giving them, you know, sort of skills to, to be employed and be, to be, I think that a society where, where there is less rape are societies where women become, women have fewer children because they become economically, um, part of a society. They are supporting families. Um, they're able to make the decisions about their bodies and, and what happens to them. They make decisions about when they have children, when they, when they get married. And in those communities where that's happened, you see a lower incidence of rape. Lastly, how can we create a group of um, conscious protectors? How can we be our brother's keeper, in this case, our sister's keepers? How can we introduce that psych into our communities? Um, I think it's, it starts by listening and, and not blaming. Mm. That I think mm. this is the most important thing. We don't blame and we don't think... Because this is a huge thing, but it's, I was uh, someone said this last week. Well, in some cultures, it's just it happens so often that it's just not so bad. Never, ever, I was told, never should that that never is that the case when it happens to you, your sister, your mother, mm. your little brother. Mm. It is as horrific, no matter where it happens in this country or anywhere in the world. And we should never, because it happens more often in, other, in different parts of. This, this city, this country, except that this is this is acceptable. It is not. We are the trauma that we um, are facing is because we haven't spoken a lot about it, and that we accept that we think, you know, well, it's happening in some places. It's just they must be used to it. We cannot ever ever get used to it. We need to speak out. The um, yesterday, the young girls wrote a letter. I was trying to to pull it up themselves. They wrote a letter. They were very angry and upset, and they wrote about how it feels to be a girl to walk alone to school to be to be afraid, that they also said, you know, they, they went last year to meet with the Minister of Justice, Minister Mishutu, and they were angry because he invited them after their meeting to come with them to open a sexual offenses court and the Judicella Care Center. And when they got there to Atlantis, um, they were told they thought they were going to speak. They weren't even given seats. There were only men on the podium to speak to uh, primarily an audience of women. And these young girls afterwards were angry, angry at the minister. They said he, he invited us to come. He said he listened to us, and then he didn't even invite us to sit down. <laughs> and I think that we have to get angry at our at our leaders. We have to get angry, um, but we have to demand that they, they wrote a letter to him yesterday to say, why did you do that? Now look what's happening. There are more rapes, and 
you're doing, what are you doing? Yeah, we've we, run out of time, yeah. India. Sorry, it's, it's time sorry. for my news headlines, but I'm going to give you, the... I'm going to give you Rock Girl a website, and 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 people can have more conversation with Please, you. But thank, thank you so you, much for your time. Take thank care. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. News headlines with Sir Utzile.